Hey guys, Ben here from Comic Comedians. I just wanted to tell you guys about the best podcasting program there is called Anchor. Anchor is literally the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello everybody, welcome to Comic Comedians. My name is Ben, your host, and today I have an amazing guest on. His name is Dave Baker, the writer of the newest book, Everyone is Tulip, for Dark Horse Comics. He let me have early access to read the book, and I very much enjoyed it. And throughout this podcast, we're going to be talking about it. Don't worry, we're not going to spoil the ending for you or anything. We're just going to be talking about what we thought and how we was inspired to write it and all that jazz. But before we get started... What do comic book collectors use for their hair in the shower? Mint conditioner. <laughs> All right, let's jump into that title sequence right now. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Comic Comedians. Today, I have a very special guest, author Dave Baker, known for stories like Star Trek and so much stuff from Dark Horse, mostly, right? Mm-hmm. all yeah, right yeah. all right dave if you want to like introduce yourself and everything they like so that, let the people know who you are yeah sure um my name's dave baker i'm originally from arizona I live in los angeles uh and i make comics i write and draw um you might be familiar with the books star trek voyager seven's reckoning or night hunters published by floating world comics or fuck off squad published by silver sprocket and uh you know i i had sent you a PDF of, um, of my new book coming out from Dark Horse titled Everyone is Tulip, uh, which I suppose is what we're going to be chit-chatting about. Oh, yeah. And Everyone is Tulip is, the best way to describe it is, um, have you ever heard of the YouTuber Poppy by chance? Mm-hmm. I kind of got those kind of vibes. Were you trying to, ins- was this book kind of like sort of inspired by that in any way? Yeah, I think form? a little bit. Yeah, uh, it, we started making it probably about four or five years ago. And the, the illustrator, Nicole Gu, and I uh, were big fans of the the kind of stuff that was happening online around that, around that time. There was a bunch of weird performance art stuff like yeah. Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared, yes. Doll Vita, Poppy. And so all of that kind of stuff, we started thinking about like, I wonder if we could make a comic set in this world that would be like, uh, kind of about like, you know, a a young girl moving from Arizona to Los Angeles to try and make it as an actor and kind of getting sucked up into the, this weird deep end of the internet and and kind of being uh, consumed by this weird viral fame and what that would do to someone's life. Yeah. So the book is, it's a like basically a 170 page graphic novel all about this character, Becca, who undergoes that, that journey. So when you guys were like creating these characters, was there anybody in particular, like, like not like Tulip or the main character herself, but like, like, let's say the director or the roommate, was there anybody you actually like took from real life that you based these people on? Because they're actors in the, yeah, in the for sure. Yeah. Um, the, the, director is loosely based on someone that both the the artist and I know and and um the the roommate character Eve who is also a struggling actor uh is based on two different people that are kind of like combined together um and the book itself is is a pretty 
uh, autobiographical work in that I think most artists struggle with compromise. You know, it's, it's hard to give up control or take deals that aren't going to be necessarily the best for you in the short term, but they're going to be, or in long term, but they're going to help you short term make gains. Um, like I had a lot of fun writing on Star Trek, but uh, guess what? I don't own any of that. So if right. they wanted to do something with any of the characters that I created for that, co-created for that, right? Like, I wouldn't be able to do anything. Um, but that's all part of the name of the game, right? It's all trying yeah. to navigate those situations. Yeah, I mean, as a comic book reader myself, you know, I grew up reading comic books all the time. You know, I never really thought about it that way. You know, if you create a character for something like Marvel or DC, you can never really know what could happen with your creation. Like take, uh, I was watching a documentary about Chris Claremont the other day and I noticed like when they brought Jean Grey back, apparently they told him she will never ever come back when they wrote Dark Phoenix. And now, you know, she's like a big main character. I never really thought about it that way. Yeah, and that the, that, uh claremont story is really funny too because they basically were like we're bringing her back like you you know you can take the weekend and think about how you want to do this but if you don't want to do it it doesn't matter we're doing it which is like like, shooters like we're doing this (laughs) yeah yeah which is it's it's really um i mean and that's a complex question right because the x-men were co-created by jack kirby and stan lee yep but also the X-Men were kind of like cemented and became what they became because of Claremont. Claremont. Yeah. yeah. You know, you could say the same thing about, you know, with Power Rangers and Kyle Higgins writing Lord Draken. you know, there's so much going on with Lord Draken and Ryan Parrott. Ryan Parrott is taking so much with it and stuff like that. So yeah. How did you get into the comic world? Like what, like, like how old were you when you first started collecting? Uh, yeah, I've, I've been in, into comics my entire life. Uh, I, I the the book that like changed like blew my mind and changed my life as a kid was Hergé's Tintin the like you know Belgian boy detective comics um I I love them so much and they're they're just uh they they're the the best comics ever to me and from there I kind of branched off into uh superhero stuff and then from there into indie comics and manga and Bondus and A and I, I read a little bit of everything now um okay yeah, it, that, that's it's all. I always find it interesting, especially as a fellow collector. You know, somebody is who goes out and buys all these comic books, gets stuff signed, goes to cons, does all this stuff. You know, I always find it interesting to, especially writers and and artists. Like, how did you guys get into it? And like, when did you know you wanted to become a writer? Oh man, I mean, uh, I've basically been making comics my whole life. Like, I've been self publishing since I was a kid. I my first comic that I ever made was an X Men comic. <laughs> I I was obsessed with Nightcrawler as a little kid, but I didn't under I didn't get the like the cool idea that he looks like a demon, but he's actually really nice and funny. Yeah. Like it didn't make sense to me. I was like, no, he should be angry. He should kill people because he's a fucking demon and he's awesome. Did you have Nightcrawler and, kill a bunch of people? Hell yeah, I did, dude. <laughs> hell yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, the the first comic I made was Nightcrawler taking over as the leader of the X Men, and they, the X Mansion gets attacked, and he starts teleporting dudes' heads off. He's just like oh, grabbing wow. and is, them That off. actually sounds pretty dope, not gonna lie. <laughs> How old were you when you wrote this, my champ? And oh my I think gosh. Maybe, yeah. You know, showed that to mom. Oh gosh. I can only imagine what my mother yeah. would do to me. She'd be like, okay, we're going to church right now. You mm-hmm. have a demon ripping people's heads off. That's not okay. <laughs> you know, oh gosh, I can only imagine the things that my mom would do to me. But so you, you started writing as a little kid. What was your first big book that you did? just just so the viewers get to i 
The first thing that I wrote that won an award, I wrote a Batman short story. <laughs> really? It, I wrote a Batman short story and it was it was in like the county fair or something. I run I won like a blue ribbon for it. Nice. I was really young. I think I was like seven, maybe six. I kinda I don't remember how old I was, but I wrote a Batman short story about him driving the Batmobile. And my mom, I, I made my mom like draw illustrations. So it was like prose and then like a drawing and then prose and a drawing. <laughs> and uh, for some reason, they gave me some award. I don't, I don't even remember really what it was, but it was, I remember the blue ribbon being really big. And I went to the county fair and they had like all of these short stories by, by kids like up on this wall. And mine was right there with the Batmobile in the front. And I was like, ha, 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 I am immortal. That's awesome. So that's when you realized you were like, this is what I want to do. This yeah. is, and how old are you if, you, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, right now or then? Yeah, yeah right, right, oh, now. right now, 33. Okay, so you're still fairly young. You're still getting into it. That That's awesome, you know, and you're still writing, you're writing for Dark Horse. That, that's yeah. actually not bad. You know, they they, they used to, they wrote Star Wars. They wrote a whole bunch of stuff, you know? I, now I'm, I'm thinking of Image. Image and Dark Horse always get mixed up in my head all the time. I don't know why. I, I mean, mean you're, you're right. You're on it. They they had the Star Trek license, Hellboy. Okay, that's, prob- that's yeah. probably what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, Dark Horse, it's definitely one of those books. Like, like, don't they still start? Don't they still write Star Wars a little bit? Like, they, the they Marvel has the rights to Star Wars again. They, they after okay. Fox Disney bought Fox, they pulled the rights from Dark gotcha. Horse. Gotcha. Marvel okay. publishes it now. But I mean, okay, like, I they did like little kids stories or something like that. Like, like the independent books are definitely underrated though, because like if it weren't like if you look at my wall, it's mostly independent stuff. Like you got the Tick. Power Rangers, you know, you, you know, yeah. I am a huge fan of independent stuff. Yeah. So when you sent me this book, you're not like I was literally getting ready for a podcast. I checked my email. I was like, oh my gosh, you know, like somebody, a, a writer sent me his book. I, and then like the guy was like, no, like the guy was uh, talking to, he was actually on my last podcast. He was like, yo, he's like, get that money, get that money. He's like, that's what he was saying. <laughs> and I was like, but yeah, I did fairly enjoy. I thought your, your story was very interesting. It's probably the, like, I was reading it like I, I was just sitting here. I just bent one day and I just, just like I was like, you know what? I should probably read this, you know. So I read it and I was like, wow, this is, this is, this is like you said earlier. It is just like it's just normal people living their normal life trying to make it in L.A. You know. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that you said you were from Arizona, and you also said that the the main character of the story is from Arizona. But is she from the same town as you, or is she from? She is from the same town. Yeah, yeah, she is from the same town. Um, so do you do you think that if this comic book becomes like amazingly huge, you think they'll have like like this is where Tulip is from, like on the, <laughs> on, the on the on the main board? It's like welcome to this day in Arizona. Yeah, yeah. Welcome. Yeah, yeah. Like they, how they like how they have the uh, the home of the Walking Dead, Cynthia C- Cynthiana. Uh, yeah. Kansas with or uh, home of Superman Kirkman and Metropolis. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Home of the Simpsons in Springfield or one of the millions <laughs> of Springfields that there are in America, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, and like, I'm just a huge fan of independent stuff and, you know, independent stuff because you guys can really do more. You guys can really stretch the line a little more than Marvel and DC because they're, they're buried by, like you said earlier, like by the, companies themselves you know because once you create a character it's their character it's not your yeah. character. so yeah. is there do you have any other plans with tulip after this story because there's de- like i don't want to spoil the ending but you definitely left room to write more yeah i think um you know our our book centers on a, a an ensemble of characters who are all kind of reckoning with 
the idea of compromise and artistic integrity as they're trying to pay rent and make their art in Los Angeles. Um, I think there absolutely could be more, um, but this book to me is a complete thought. You know, it's a beginning and a middle and an end, even if that end might be a little open-ended. Um, it is thematically a complete sentence. Um, yeah. And if it sells a million copies, I'm going to make you take this interview down. And I always planned it as a, a giant sweeping epic series. We're going to do 500 volumes. Really? Uh, you think it'll be it'll be the next uh, Invincible? You'll have your own Amazon Prime show. It'll be called Fuck Invincible, man. I'm trying to get that One Piece money. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that that yes, you have goals already. I can see it. Yeah, so five hundred yeah. novels already, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, are no, you, I, I mean, I really, I think it is. I think it is a, a uh, you know, it's a beginning, a middle, and end original graphic novel. Uh, you don't need to read anything else to be able to understand it. And if we do get the opportunity to make more someday, that would be great. Yeah. But I don't think it needs that. To me, I think it's a completed statement. Okay. And let's, I want to talk about the art. Like, uh, unfortunately, the artist is feeling under the weather, so, so they couldn't be here today. But uh, do you know any way of how, where the art, like, like the inspiration for the art style came from or anything? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So the book is drawn by Nicole Gu, uh, who illustrated DC's Shadow of the Batgirl original graphic novel and uh, colored by Ellie Hall. And uh, and the book, uh, I would say that it, it, you know, Nicole, Nicole loves people like Jillian Tamaki and Eleanor Davis, and uh, she loves Hayao Miyazaki. And so I think all of those things are kind of in the the soup of how she draws yeah um, but I think the subject matter is very influenced by maybe like um, films like Millennium Actress or Perfect Blue by Satoshi Kon or the movie uh, 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 Neon Demon by uh, Nicholas Winding Riffin and um, and so it's this kind of like higher high stakes elevated reality almost where you have it is real people walking around being sad in rooms but also they're wearing crazy costumes and elaborate fashion and, you know, uh, over the top, you know, like you're wearing a chair for a hat or whatever. Right. Very couture, you know. It's supposed to be different, you know, like it's supposed to be the next generation of art. You know, yeah. I, I, I actually did very much. I thought the artwork was perfect for this novel. You know, sometimes an artist and a writer, they, they're like, they're telling the same story, but it just doesn't fit. You guys work together like a piece of the puzzle. Did you get to choose your artist on this one? Uh, so Nicole and I are, are longtime collaborators. We've, we've worked on multiple projects together. Uh, we did Fuck Off Squad for Silver Sprocket, and we have a book coming out next year um, from Simon & Schuster uh, called Forest Hills Bootleg Society, which is about a bunch of bullied teenage girls uh, in a Christian boarding school who start a, a bootleg hentai distribution ring. Um, <laughs> yeah. That sounds, so, I feel like you and Kevin Smith would work together very well. Yeah, maybe. That, that, sounds, that sounds like a Kevin Smith movie. Dude. That's what awesome. up, what up, Kevin? Get at me, bro. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Hit this guy up, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so, you know, Nicole and I are, are longtime creative partners. So, we really developed the book together. It was really, you know, both of our idea, you know, she had been doing, doing these drawings of people in these kind of elaborate fashion regalia. And I was like, oh, this is really, it's really cool. I feel like there's something here. And then we started 
kind of coming up, coming up with the idea of t- setting a story in this world of influencers and, and weird YouTube yeah. performance artists. I, I think right now is the perfect time for an influencer-based comic book uh, or a graphic novel, I should say. Got, because when I say comic book, most people think superheroes and stuff like that. This is not really that, you know, like like the, the new show that just came out, uh, what, what is it? It's on Netflix, uh, Sweet Tooth. You know, it's not exactly superheroes and all that. It's kind of like its own little story, but it was based on a graphic novel, which is kind of like how this one is. So it's more of a graphic. It tells a story, but it's not superhero wise. It's not your big, strong heroes. It's not your, but it's your everyday heroes. It Mm -hmm. is probably the best way of putting it. And influencers like, you know, like, like we were talking about before, Straw Hat Goofy and all, all of them, you know, this is probably kind of the stuff that they go through. You know, they have to worry about, oh, can I go to the market without somebody recognizing me? You know, unfortunately for me, I've never had to do that. Thank God. You know, but because uh, uh, you know how, how famous I am, right? But uh, you know, I can only imagine what it's like for them going out and then having people want to take photos with them all day or being wanted to talk to. But I mean, with cool. Straw Hat, it's the pinch, man. Yeah, it's like how many the... people you got to get the pinch? You know? <laughs> he, just, he just got a new microphone because his mic broke the other day. But gotta get uh, that pinch, bro. Gotta get that yeah, pinch. That's his mic pinch. That's his thing now. I, I yeah, everybody draws it in there. But yeah, I, I guarantee you people walk up to him and do that or something like that. I can yeah. only imagine what it's like walking around like that. So yeah, I think a, a uh, where was I? My brain's going everywhere. A, a comic book based on an influencer is a perfect time, especially right now because of everybody's trapped inside their houses and they're, what are they doing? They're on social media all day. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's where all the influencers are. Call me Chris, Joe Goofy, all, all these people are, this is definitely a book for them to read because they can relate to it. And if there's anything that comic books need, it's for people to relate to it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think uh, our book is, is more than just like in air quotes an influencer comic, but I think that's definitely a, a component of it for sure. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I picture it as kind of like a, almost almost like a like a drama that's set in the world of like behind the scenes of the internet you know right. um and uh and I, I also feel like just it's it's hard to pitch the book because as you know so much of it comes from nicole's illustrations yes. like the book it really it comes alive in the way she draws it and me just saying like oh yeah it's about a bunch of people who like make weird internet videos and then they get really famous like that doesn't really communicate how yeah. interesting and compelling it is because her work just breathes this other life into the story. Um, yeah, that, that, that was actually going to be my next question. How did the pitch meeting go? Like when you walked into the Dark Horse headquarters or Zoom called them, like, did you have to have photos that, uh, what was her name, Nicole? Is that yeah, Nicole, Nicole. Yeah, did you, did you have to like have pictures already made? Like, oh, dude, see that? Like right there. Because like you said, like it, it sounds crazy. Like, like talking about it when you show it, it's like, it's different. How yeah, did the pitch meeting go? Uh, we were approached by an editor at Dark Horse, um, who had read our previous book, Fuck Off Squad, uh, which is kind of a coming-of-age romance comic set in the world of skateboarders here in LA. Oh, okay. And he was like, do you, uh, do you guys have anything that's kind of like Fuck Off Squad? And I was like, well, we have a sad comic about like an influencer. Is that close? <laughs> and he was like, well, it could be. Do you have any, do you have any pages? And, uh, and so I sent him the first like 30 or so pages 
because uh, we had been just been making it because we were just planning on self-publishing it. And um, and then he was like, oh, this is this is great. Yeah, let's let me let me run this through the the process over at Dark Horse. And then, you know, eventually they made an offer and then, you know, got the contract straight and then we uh, we published it over there. Yeah, like my sister, she was asking me about it. She was like, what is the book about? I was like, it's it's kind, it's interesting. It's like about an influencer that just says, I am Tulip into the camera and she gets famous from it. And my dad was like sitting across the table. He was like eating a steak. He was like, my dad's almost 60. He's like, what? <laughs> like, you know, like, he's like, <laughs> that people would buy, I was like, I guess. I mean, Dark Horse said it was cool. So, I mean, yeah. you know, <laughs> but- I, it, what's your main demographic for this book? Like, who are you trying to sell this book to? I think anybody who likes books like Snot Girl from Image or who likes This One Summer or who likes Skim or who likes um, uh, Motor Crush from, from Image. I think anybody who, who likes uh, comics that have a, a kind of, um, for, for lack of a term, kind of a... a, a interpersonal drama right like there's all kinds of those like snot girl i feel like is a pretty close comparison where it's about an influencer and it's about her life and about the you know inner workings of her social scene and ours is somewhat like that but maybe a little bit more about the like glitz and glamour and less about uh the individual's life but like when i when yeah that makes sense i i i think that I've never read Snot Girl. That actually sounds really interesting, but um, it's cool. It's by Brian Lee O'Malley, the the guy who wrote um, uh, Scott Pilgrim, and oh, illustrated okay. by Leslie Hung. Yeah, it's, okay. it's really cool. Yeah, yeah, that and Fuck Off Squad sounds really interesting because um, I I was actually a skateboarder back in the day, so I think I might actually get, I might get in on that. So, okay, dude. But so I am Tulip. I when she first made her first video and went viral. I was laughing so hard when, when that happened because I was thinking about my first viral video. Here is my first TikTok that ever went viral. It has about 200,000 likes. I, don't, I can't even count how many views it has. But basically, me and my sister, we had two cups full of coins. And I was like, let's make a bet. Whoever has the most money in their cup has to buy the other person a candy of their choice. And I recorded that. And literally, just us pouring coins into a machine got 200,000 likes and I, I went, I think I got about 10,000 uh, followers just from that video. And I was, and when she said, I am Tulip into the camera, like a million times, I was just like, you know, that is the most accurate shit I have ever seen in my life. So h- how did you know that would work? Like, how did you, like, did how did you- I know that she would fictionally go viral? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, that's that. Yeah. That's. Yeah. I mean, I think the, yeah, I think that's, there's something to be said for like, the internet is such a strange place, man. The internet is a really weird, weird place. And, and you see stuff like that happening all the time. Like the, like our, our character, you know, she, like you said, she's in these videos, she looks into the camera and that's symbolized by these nine panel grids where she's just wearing different outfits saying everyone is Tulip, everyone's Tulip, everyone's Tulip. And that is the same type of stuff that in the real world, all of these people that we were watching like poppy or doll vita or don't hug me i'm scared they did shit like that and got millions and millions and millions of yeah. views which is so crazy when you think about like these massive media companies that yeah. are pouring all of this money into making videos that don't do anything but somebody standing there and saying three words over and over and over again works it's very bizarre 
You know what I'll do for you? My next TikTok, I will just stare at the camera and go, everyone is Tulip. <laughs> I, will, I love it. I will do that for my next TikTok and I will email it to you right after. I, I'll hold my coldest water too because they just gave me that. I'll be like, everyone is Tulip. Just right <laughs> into the camera, just for yeah. you. And, I love it, man. I love uh, it. I, I feel like that, that if, if, if it goes viral, we'll be like, go read this book. Yeah. But guess what? You are just like the people in this book. Now yeah. I want to talk about the roommate for a second. What what's her story like? Would you if you were to get a sequel series, would you would you dive in? Because I feel like she was kind of brushed over a little bit in the story. Yeah, definitely. So uh, Eve uh, Eve Rodriguez is the main character Becca's roommate, and she is a a person who is living in Los Angeles. It seems like it, judging from context clues in the book, it seems like she comes from money. And that she's been to, for, to an actual like acting school. It, she doesn't say where she went to, but the implication is that she actually went to school uh, for acting as opposed to the main character, Becca, who is kind of just trying to, you know, make it however she can and going to all these random auditions and just trying to grind it out. Yeah. And uh, over the course of the book, Eve and Becca kind of have reverse arcs where Eve initially is kind of like, you're doing this all the wrong way. You need to like, take the craft seriously, go to acting school, really try and do this. And then when she, Becca falls ass backwards into this viral fame, she gets really jealous and she's, she doesn't actually say you don't deserve it, but she, it's very she apparent. It. Yeah. It's very apparent that she's upset about that, um, that state of being. Um, and yeah, I, I hadn't actually thought about what you're saying of like a spinoff comic, but I think that would be really cool. I think that her character is, is multifaceted and uh has a lot of darkness in her like there's yes. a lot of like kind of jealousy and and subdued anger and rage and and uh she's very covetous of um of becca as a friend and and also is very jealous of her career and there's i think there's a lot of interesting things to mine there so yeah i, I like that idea yeah, I was, I've always been a fan of like the background characters because I know for a fact I am not the main character in my life. So I, I am, a, I relate to the background characters a lot. Like I'm, I'm the comedic friend that's always there. But if you need me to give you personal advice, I'm probably going to help you, I guess. Right, um, sure. You know, so that's the character I relate to. So when I see a character in the back, I'm like, what's their story? Don't you have like 168 thousand followers on tiktok that's a lot of followers for a supporting character bro look at my mutuals though soups jay stoops dry hat goofy theories by t <laughs> we're talking millions up there <laughs> i am definitely the sporting i feel like i am i talk to i i i want to be the guy that interviews the 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 main character right you know, right like i got that, you that's that's what i'm going to school for i'm going to school for electronic journalism so oh cool yeah, and uh, I, I'm really excited, you know. Where, where but, are you going to school? I go to school at UTK, actually. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So when so when I but when I see a like a supporting character in the back, I'm I just I, like I want to know their story, you know, like what are they up to? And like I did a short film with a buddy of mine, and I had a character called Livewire who was a uh, a boyfriend who was abusive, but he became a super villain, and. Uh, I was just like, dude, why don't we do like a spin? He wanted to do a spinoff comic, but he didn't know on who. And I was like, dude, right here. Like, <laughs> it's me, baby. It's me. <laughs> yeah. And, if you need, and so that's what we did. And we, but, and apparently a lot of people liked it. And I was like, yeah, dude, it's, it's called universe building, man. And that's what I told him. And he was like, yeah, that makes sense. So 
yeah, if you were to ever make like a, a spinoff character for any of the characters of your choice besides the roommate, like who would you pick? Like the director? I guess the, 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 there's two answers to that. One is that all of Nicole and I's comics take place in the same universe. Um, so there's like crossovers in terms of um, sometimes there's supporting characters that are shared and sometimes it's uh, like the in the book, there's a restaurant called uh, Shiver Me Burgers, which is like yeah. a pirate themed burger joint and that burger joint is in all of our comics gotcha um what, uh, what is that based on uh we thought it would be really stupid if there was a pirate themed burger place okay all right <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it, it, it's not particularly deep it's just it's just kind of like a running gag that we just keep doing same thing with actually there's a there's a character there's like a fictional superhero comic book character that's in all of our books called the lurker who uh, he's kind of like the Phantom, I guess. He's like a pulp character that they've made some movies about and some comics and stuff. Okay. And so he's in like everything we've ever done. Either it's people wearing his shirts or they're, they've got his poster on their wall or like in, in Tulip, they go to the premiere of like the third or fourth uh, Lurker movie. It's called like, I think it's called like the Lurker 4 colon Dark Cabinets Revenge or some shit like that. I don't even, I don't really remember. It's been a while since I've read As long as it's in there. Yeah, that's that's an awesome thing. That's a thing that I like to see, especially from a writer, because then I, I can go back and read it and be like, oh, there it is. You know, that like, that's the best thing about, you know, superhero movies, finding all the Easter eggs. That's definitely yeah. one of the best things. Yeah, no, but, we, we, we put a lot of those things in the books, which is really funny because we did it before like anybody read our books so like you literally can go back to the first mini comics we made and the lurker and shivery burgers and oh there's another there's a fake uh like a used shoe store called cheapo Footboats, and that's in everything too <laughs> wow that's crazy did you ever did you ever talk to people at star trek to get one of those in there like the <laughs> i you know if if there was an actual cityscape i it, i would have been like fuck yeah let's do this but the my whole Star Trek miniseries takes place on an alien spaceship. So it was a little uh, hard to be like, all right, now we're going to put a burger-themed restaurant. Like a, like I meant like a lurker poster or maybe like like a wanted thing for the lurker or something like oh, that. Oh, I love that idea, man. Yeah. I love that. I, I was, yeah. was going to ask because I was like, dude, I'm going to have to read the Star Trek. So, because I got... Not gonna lie, I'm a Star Wars guy. I'm sorry. Sure. But, no, no, uh, <laughs> it's all good. I love both, man. I love both. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm getting into this new show called The Lower Decks. I, I'm yep. really enjoying that. That that if, if if that's what Star Trek is, I'm in. You know, like <laughs> like a bunch of adult jokes, shit like yeah. that. Like I'm totally down. But uh, but for I am Tulip, how, how how long did it take you to write this? Um, I think I think after Nicole and I's initial conversations where she was like, what if we did a book about an influencer? And the, the influencer just kept saying everyone is Tulip. And then we just made a book. And I was like, all right, that sounds cool. I wonder what that could be. 20 minutes. I, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, after those initial kind of developmental conversations where we like traded it, traded the idea back and forth, I think it took me about three months to write. Um, okay. But I did like, I did like four drafts of it. So I would do a draft and then go over to Nicole's house. We would kind of read it together out loud and like bounce it back and forth and then be like, ah, this thing is weird or let's change that over here. Um, and then she drew it probably in about three and a half years, maybe because wow. she started drawing it and then got hired to do Shadow of the Batgirl for DC yeah. and then uh, came back and finished Tulip. 
Okay, well, it's good that it's awesome that she's a cool enough friend to actually come back and help you out like that. I know. After she got all famous and shit, she was like, yeah, "Fine." <laughs> you know, I'm working for DC now, Dave. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah <laughs> no, that, sure. that's awesome. That's how you know it's a true friend right there. You yeah, know, there's nothing better than writing comics with your friends. And you said that you were bouncing ideas back and forth. Where were some directions that you wanted to go that never made it into the book? Oh, man. Yeah. The first the first version of it before I started writing the script was kind of almost more like Fight Club, where it was going to be like uh, kind of like Perfect Blue or Millennium Actress, literally, where the character of Tulip, the like persona was going to come to life. And so there was going to be a literal Tulip and Becca like fighting over the body to use it and do stuff with um and then we just kind of over the course of developing it decided to go in a different direction but originally we were kind of like i said talking about it like a perfect blue or millennium actress or fight club thing yeah that that, that's an interesting take like to watch like so it would have been like a fight over becca's subconscious yeah i guess so yeah i i I think it would have been like either like literally her, she would have been doing stuff that she wasn't cognizantly aware of or the two personas would have been fighting to pilot the body and do stuff i i it never qu- kind of got that far so it, it i don't have the exact answer right gotcha <laughs> but that was the original intent of like oh maybe it's she's like fighting against herself or something i don't know it's a metaphor Okay. And well, there was one thing that I did mention, uh, like, like, well, not that I mentioned, but that I wanted to mention, um, all the, most of the characters are female, like, Mm. and you did a very good job for, and writing for females, as a man who has done screenwriting, it's hard. I I, I figured out that if I just write it as if I think it's a man, it's usually easier. Most girls like it when I do that. But uh, how, how did, how did you write like for, for a female's perspective on life? Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I kind of don't. Yeah, I kind of don't really think about it that way. So that's interesting to hear you say. Um, I think. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think. I think the. I don't think I have a good answer. You just didn't really think about it. You're just no, like, I didn't oh, really... yeah, let's make them women, and, and you just wrote them as if you were to write any other character. That, yeah, that's yeah. cool. That's how I usually did it when I was doing a screenwriting class. Like I because. Uh, mostly everybody liked it. He said that I wrote for women very well. And I was just like, well, actually, I'm going to be honest with you. I forgot it was a woman. And uh, so that's how I did it. And uh, so, yeah, you just don't really think about it. Okay. That that's interesting because when this book does finally come out, I'm definitely going to like buy a copy and I'm going to have my sister read it and see what she thinks because like <laughs> she, I want to see how, how she responds. Cause I personally thought you did a very good job. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think, I think it more, just to clarify, I think it more was like the characters just naturally slotted into what the gender alignments right. of the various characters are, um, partly based on what I know Nicole wants to draw. Like uh, she wants to draw sad girls. <laughs> so it's like, that's what, <laughs> that's what I'm going to write. Like, it's well, like, she did it. I mean, <laughs> yeah, she really did. It. She does it amazingly well. Like she's inc- incredibly skilled and incredibly talented. Yes. And so just, I just know what she wants to draw. And so I built the story to, to her strengths, you know? Yeah. And, and one thing that Nicole did, uh, she, uh, the way she drew it, like, like I could tell the difference between Becca and Tulip. Like I know they're the same character, but like when she was Becca, she was always like, uh, da, da, da. yeah. And then totally. when she was Tulip, I 
swear to God, don't laugh. But this was the voice that I had for two. Hi, everyone is two. <laughs> everyone is two. Like, that was the voice that I had in my head. But it was like, literally, it was like, and action. And she would go, everyone is two. And I was just like, <laughs> I, like, literally, she turns her head. And then she has like the big lips, the sparkly eyes and all that. And I was just like, that her voice just changed. It was almost like she was a different person. And is does that was that like a story that you was that 100%, what you guys were going for? One hundred percent. Like the lettering, the lettering changes when she's when she's Tulip or when she's Becca. The face, the way that Nicole drew the face. We talked about this a lot actually. Um, when when Becca is in the persona of Tulip, she does she's drawn as like a shojo manga or shojo anime protagonist. Whereas when she's Becca, she's drawn as like an American indie comic uh, style. So she's got like dot eyes, smaller nose. And then when she's Tulip, larger eyes, no nose, wider mouth. Um, so that, that, I'm glad that you had that reaction because that's, that that's what you were going that, for. That's literally what we were trying to do. So that's exciting. Yeah, you guys get, you guys got that like right on the dot, especially for, or for me at least, because yeah. when I was reading it, I was just like, that's, those are two different people. Like, there, there's no changing that it's like it was it was almost like you, you know you just like flick the switch and she's tulip totally. and i thought that was very interesting uh how you guys did that now the the director was another interesting character that i i also like kind of like kind of dislike but but because he was because he was kind of sleazy if, if you ask yeah, me totally but, yeah i don't know if that's what you were going for but that that's the vibe that i got but like i i liked him because like he was also using a persona he was a different person as well was yeah you guys like what was the point for that yeah i mean i think everybody in the book is using some sort of persona or some sort of acted character some sort of kayfabe in order to advance whatever their goals are uh and the people have different goals right so yeah the the director character that you're talking about stanley who works under this pseudonym paradox uh he is you know, trying to make the these nebulous goals of like making grand artistic statements and taking over the entertainment industry and, and making these these kind of big uh, high-minded goals. And yeah. and Becca's goals are not necessarily the same goals. Her goals are like, well, I kind of just wanted to act, but now I'm like chained to this character and I want to do other things. But if I branch out and that doesn't succeed, that's going to suck. And so I'm just kind of like in the shadow of this fictional person that I didn't even create. I just kind of am inhabiting. Um, and so, you know, there's a, there's a, a kind of swirling background of, of cast members. There's Chloe, the, the costume designer who helps make these oh, videos. Oh, I loved her. She was probably my favorite character. I'm not. Oh, sure. thanks, man. That's, that's so cool to hear. Yeah. I, I, I like her too. I like, I like her a lot. And I think, maybe my favorite character is Petey, her her son. I like him a lot too. Uh, just because I heavily relate to anyone <laughs> where their only goal in life is just eat junk food. I'm like, yeah. you fucking hey. rule, bro. Yeah, like live your best life. Yeah, for real. Yeah, no, um, I, the costume is, I almost forgot about her, but she was one of my favorite characters now that I'm thinking about it. She she had like the voice that I had in, in mind for her. Like when I read, I have different voice. I, I, I love voice actors. So when I when I read stuff, I have like, like when I'm reading Batman, Kevin Conroy, Mark Hamill, totally. they're, they're up there, you know? And uh, so when I was reading, have you ever seen the movie Frozen by chance? Yeah, sure. Okay, you know, the troll people, like the queen troll lady, that uh-huh. that's the voice I had for her, or or um, maybe uh, man, what's her name? Uh, Lizzo. 
Yeah, like, sure. I, I kind of had a voice. Like, what was yeah. the voice that you guys kind of had in mind, or if you guys um, even think like that? Yeah, uh, I let's put it this way: if they made a, if they made a, a everyone is tulip movie tomorrow, I would be like Zazzy Beats, Zazzy Beats. Come on, you I need to play. It. You need to play Chloe. I'll give you. I'll write more for her. Just, I was actually just, gonna end this like with this, uh, this, this podcast with a fan cast. So don't worry, we'll we'll get there. Okay, all right. I'll, I'll hold off then. All right. Yeah. yeah, I I love that. So, like, let me let let me talk about what what was the one more thing I I had in mind. Yes, the actor that uh, she met at the at the sea the 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 sea burger place. Yeah, yeah. Shiver me burgers. She, Shiver she, me burgers. Yes. Yeah. There's a flashback sequence where Becca um before she leaves arizona uh runs into a a an actor named giorgio who's kind of like a he, he's kind of like a robert pattinson style like male ingenue style kind of like it, it actor of the moment and he's yeah. very nice to her and says like hey man you can do it you should just move to la you can be an actor and that really helps her like you know does he ever come back in the book though he does not no he does not yeah because I, I thought there was a point i was like is that the same guy from before like i don't, I almost wanted to go back but then i was like wait i can't flip back but so but uh like i was thinking about it and i was just like man does he ever get to remember her name like like i wish there could have been like a a point where like you know where he opens up his phone and there's two of he's like ah, do i know her or something like that <laughs> like that would have been interesting yeah that would yeah been cool I- to see yeah, I think the reason, because we had debated putting that in there, and there was a draft of the script where there is a moment where they run into each other, and he doesn't remember her because she's, like, in character. Oh. But the the reason we took it out, or, or I guess the reason why I, I kind of felt like, you know, it just wasn't, it just didn't work as well, is because, and I actually don't even remember if Nicole even saw that draft, or if I had just pulled that out before I showed it to her but the reason why I I thought that it didn't I liked the open-endedness of like he they run into each other in this shitty small town and he's like I believe in you you can do it yeah and then she goes to the city and against all odds makes something of herself and becomes this weird viral fame and there's kind of a sadness in the fact that you know that he's out there somewhere and that she's now in air quotes achieved her dream but the the person who kind of inspired it is like literally next door but will probably never interact with her yeah there's something that's kind of wistful about that that i that i really liked okay yeah that would make sense i yeah that makes perfect sense especially like with influencers like i've met tons of tons and tons of like people and i I guarantee you they probably don't remember me whatsoever like they probably signed I mean, I think I remembered the time I met the green power ranger, Jason David Frank. I was 11 years old. I was dressed as the flash and I guarantee you, he has no recollection of this memory whatsoever. He meets thousands of people every day, but yeah. I remember it, you know? So like I can, I can get where you're going, where you're coming from. I can p- I'm picking up what you're putting down there. I, I like that. <laughs> I got to use, got to use those awesome word, word terms, sentences, things. I don't, I don't know. Sentences, things, baby. Sentences, yeah. things. So, so you're, you're, you write stuff. I, I just talk. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> So let's do this, this uh, fan casting thing before we head out. So Becca, let's start with our main character, Tulip and Becca. Who would we cast in your fan casting? If you wanted to be animated or if you wanted to be live action, your choice. Um, I think I would probably say, um, I would say it was live action. 
uh, I would say if I had my dream, the the movie would be like a $5 million A24 style kind of like low budget art house movie. Um, I would say Becca slash Tulip should be played by Anya Taylor-Joy. Okay, I like that. I think she'd do a great job. She's a great actress. I think she's she she's just. I think she's a a stellar talent, and I'm excited to see what she does next. Um, I think for Stanley slash Paradox, my go-to. I don't want to say because he's in a. He's been kind of revealed to be an abusive, not cool dude. Who? So. This uh, this guy was in a bunch of these Transformers movies, you know. His name is Shia, Shia LaBeouf. LaBeouf. Oh, like I don't I don't want to cast that guy. That guy, he, I hear you know. he's a pain anyway. Yeah, yeah. So you know, in a world where Shia LaBeouf didn't strangle somebody, <laughs> Shia LaBeouf. However, he did. So not that guy. Um, I would say another person who is equally well suited to the role, I think, is Charlie Heaton. Oh, he from, did uh, Stranger from. Things. Stranger Things, yeah, and New Mutants, also co-star yep. of Anya yes. Taylor Joy. Um, I love Charlie Heaton. I think, I think he's a a, a, a very he's a very interesting energy. That guy seems very. Uh, he's got a lot of stuff going on underneath the surface, which yes. not all actors do. Right. Um, for Chloe, I think Zazie Beetz. That's who I'd go with. Yeah, that's a that was that'd be a perfect casting for her. And then for for Eve. Did you watch? Do you ever watch uh, any of the CW shows, the superhero shows? I do. Uh, the 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 actress who played um, Hawk Girl, uh, Sierra Renee. Sierra Renee. Yeah, I yeah yeah I could see it. She she has the look. She definitely has the same look. I, I like. Wait, let that. me just double check. That's who I'm. Yeah, Sierra Sierra Renee. Yeah, this is totally who I was thinking of. Yeah. Um, yeah she would do great. Yeah. Um, yeah, either her or uh, Natalie Morales. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, she also Natalie has that Morales. look. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know what? Now that we're looking at this, I think I'm going to go Natalie Morales. Uh, that's, I think that's my... for. Uh, so for Eve, you would want Natalie Morales. Yeah, I think for, for Eve, I would want Natalie Morales. She's a great actor. I liked that show, Middlemen. Okay. And what about the little boy? Uh, oh, Z- yeah, Pete. Oh, man. My fave. My fave. Have you ever seen the movie uh, Halloween, the newer one? Mm-hmm. You know, the little kid, the little the little black kid from the... I think he would do a great job. Yeah, yeah, I can I, see that. I don't know I, his I, name, but yeah. That, uh, yeah. You know, it's like the whiny little kid that just wants to eat all the time, you know? Yeah, he just wants, and, to, he just wants to eat the, those cheeseburgers, and, man. And, and in the movie Halloween, he actually did most of that stuff was improv. So, like, you know, that that was just him being him. You yeah. know, imagine what he would do like on a set like that. That I feel like he would do a great job. Yeah. Is there I any agree. other characters that we missed? Um... Well, what about that main actor? You said he was like a Robert Pattinson. Oh, type. yeah, yeah, yeah. Giovanni, whatever the shit his last name is. Like, I don't remember the name of the character's last name now because only in that one scene. Um, yeah, I, who would play that guy? I uh, mean, you said he was a Robert Pattinson type. Would you get Robert Pattinson? Sure. I mean, if we had the money, sure. <laughs> Dude, money is no option here. We, we, this is a fake movie we're talking about then if that's the case yeah he yeah robert pattinson giovanni whatever and rihanna as the, the girlfriend in that scene because fuck it it's a fake movie 
you know we got beyonce working as the manager at shiver me burgers okay well dude well, let's do this let's do this come on queen b let's do it <laughs> All right, guys, go check out Everybody is to Everyone is Too Up. When does this book come out? Uh, comes out in comic book stores June 30th, in bookstores uh, July 14th. And if you want to read it for free, you can on the internet. You can go to everyoneistulip.com. And uh, the first 60 or so pages are up right now, and three pages go up a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And guys, I highly recommend it. Dave did a really good job. Him and Nicole, they did a very good job. Uh, everybody involved, Dark Horse, everybody. They all did a great job telling this story. Dave, where can we find you on the internet? So uh, You can find me on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter, at xdavebakerx. Um, I'm, I post lots of drawing videos and lots of dumb comics history stuff where I'm just like, hey, did you know that DC Comics was founded by gangsters? And then, you know. Yeah, right. X, um, X, uh, Dave Baker, XX? Uh, just X, Dave Baker, X. And uh, if you want to check out my podcast, I host a deep dive explainer podcast called Deep Cuts, where me and my friend Andrew Price pick an obscure topic and walk the listener through the ins, the outs, and the nitty-gritty so they can appear like an interesting and idiosyncratic person at their next forced social function. We did a whole episode about the file-sharing service Napster, but we did it as a musical, 11 original songs, two hours. Um, yeah, we've done, a, we've done a lot of weird stuff. <laughs> nice. All right, yeah, guys, check out Dave Baker. If you guys like this podcast, you can follow me at Comic Comedy Podcast underscore at at on instagram or you can follow me on tiktok at shubituber i just followed you by the way dave on tiktok cool i'll follow you back yeah. <laughs> and uh actually i think i already follow you i don't need to follow you back. <laughs> yeah. but uh yeah i didn't even realize you were following me but yeah guys go check them all out check us out we'll we'll see you guys later have a great day guys